morning, Henry. How are you? Good morning. I am okay. Yeah. How are you? Okay. Just okay. Yeah. <laughs> Early okay. morning over here. <laughs> okay. We'll 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 dive right into this episode, episode fifty-five of Curiously Polar. Um, the title Tik Tik. How do you pronounce that? Tikikak. 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 Point Hope. Life on Alaska's North Slope. What is this about? This is about an exhibition I would love to talk about. Mm, okay. um, it's a new exhibition at the Polar Museum in Cambridge that uh, provides us a look into the life of a tiny little hamlet called Point Hope. Today, this uh, little tiny community has a population of about 700 people. And like many other isolated communities in the Arctic, it has no road or rail connection. So the only access to the outside world is by sea or by air. Mm, okay. So the expedition, uh, the expedition, the exhibition is in Cambridge, you said. It's in Cambridge. Yeah, it's uh, the museum belongs to the Scott Polar Research Institute. And um, the, uh, yeah, the um, exhibition is about some findings uh, was in the making for quite a long time but um, just to give you a little um, idea what we're talking about I would love to just uh, summarize Point Hope a little better so the, the place where Point Hope is situated um, today is um, known for Inuit for a long time uh, they called it uh, Tikarak or Tikigak which is uh, commonly spelled as Tiagara which kind of means a forefinger, and the it looks, it Russians, looks a bit like 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 some finger pointing out to the sea. If you look at it on the it, map, it looks like it exactly. Yeah, and the the Russians charted it in fourteen hundred ninety five, and it became uh, Tikaga, which is not really related to what the Inuit called it, but close enough. The ancient uh, village site was um, advantage because. The protrusion, the, the fingertip of Point Hope into the sea, brought whales close to the shore. So that was quite a big advantage in, back in the days. Uh, to Tikigak, they uh, built uh, semi-subterranean houses using mainly whalebone and driftwood. So they dug holes in the ground and covered them by whalebones and driftwoods as kind of um, side walls and uh, as roofs. Point Hope is one of the oldest continually occupied sites in Northern America with um, a believed history over 2,500 years. So that's what the exhibition is about. They try to shed a little light on that 2,500 years of history. And uh, while some earlier uh, dwellings in the area have been lost to erosion, um, this still provides a lot of uh, valuable information to archaeologists on how those early Eskimo cultures survived in, in their harsh environment. So the Tikigak site is um, by far the most extensive and complete uh, site discovered and uh, described in the whole circumpolar region. That makes it quite interesting for us. So... The exhibition is on right now, and I think it started in early May. Yeah, 1st of May, it opened uh, doors, yeah. and the exhibition lasts until November 1st. 
of 2019. It's free of charge, so you don't have to pay any admission. And it is open from Tuesday to Saturday, so Sunday and Monday. The uh, museum is closed, but Tuesday to Saturday is 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can hop into it. Um, so what are some of the highlights of the of the expi uh, expedition, exhibition? I can't say ex exhibition. Exhibition. The highlight is actually that um, while this exhibition was planned, um, they have acquired um, a package, and that's, this package changed the whole um, exhibition tremendously. What they found um, in there in an old leather suitcase was uh, bone, fur, ivory, and stone items that, according to the labels, which are supposed to be 100 years old, um, came from Tigara Luska, which refers to Point Hope nowadays. So they actually have some uh, history stretching back over millennia. So the items in the suitcase which, uh, represent several periods of the uh, of the path of that little place, from uh, stone arrowheads to more recent fur items. They made for sale by the indigenous uh, Inupiat people the, in, in that place. And they were collected by a missionary called Reginald Hoare. He's uh, a British citizen, or was a British citizen. And he sent those items back to his family in Britain. And over the time, they just got lost. Um, and somehow someone found it and uh, gave it to, uh, or just sold it to the museum. Um, because it contained some... Uh, some items which were believed to belong into graves of um, of natives, there is kind of a of a um, of a conduct code for for museum. Council of Museum Code of Ethics states that when it comes to such items, where possible, museums should respect the wishes of the of the um, originator communities, they have to involve them. So they actually went to representative of the community uh, in Tikigak and um, asked them for help. And an artist, Othaniel Art uh, Umituk, he went to Cambridge and um, helped the museum. And from this point on, the whole thing moved rather quickly into a completely different direction because art connected the museum to a London-based historian called uh, Tom Lowenstein. And Tom Lowenstein um, is one of the few historians who has extensively written about uh, Point Hope. And he actually introduced the museum, uh, he got introduced to a curious find of a person in their attic. And by an amazing coincidence, this finding is in the same house that once belonged to a relative of this missionary uh, whore. <laughs> and to, to the astonishment of everybody involved, the wooden chest they found it, it contained more items of ivory and fur and was labelled in the same handwriting as in the suitcase. So a huge box of letters was contained in there as well. So I have a huge um, bunch of, of items now. And uh, with the help of uh, of both the um, historian Tom Lewinstein and the artist Othaniel Art Omituk, they actually built up the um, exhibition. And in fact, 
the community in Tikigak um, expressed the the happiness that these items had uh, found a good home and are transporting and telling the the history of that place. This is amazing. So this is this is really mind blowing. All these coincidences, and that makes for it a is. very compelling exhibition. Exhibition. I have to practice that <laughs> word. <laughs> that makes for a really compelling showcase. Oh man, this is cool. So everyone who is uh, in Cambridge or close to Cambridge, uh, in the UK, Cambridge, UK that uh, it's to totally definitely worth checking out this exhibition in the Scolo in the Scott Polar Research Institute um it's the Polar Museum there and yeah again it's up open until you said November 2019 November 1st and you can find the Polar Museum at uh, Lensfield Road in the heart of Cambridge all right thank you so much for pointing us to that so Interesting little short episode, but um, definitely worth it because uh, that's stuff that you don't get to see every day. And uh, we are Curiously Polar and we have a website and we have a Twitter account. You can find us at cur curiouslypolar.com and Curiously Polar is also the name of our Twitter account. We linked all that in the show notes. And that was it for this week. Until next week, take care. Take care.